Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Oh, my turn? <laughs> Almost didn't make it in time. How you doing? Hal Abrams here with you. Now, on the show today, is this for real? This is for uh, real? Yes, it is. The book came across my desk. I, you okay, know. if you're a cat owner... We want you to listen up. This may affect you, and it could be very, very serious. Zachary Auburn will be joining us. What does he do? Can I see his title? He's What's so a, serious about that? He's the president of the American Association of Patriots, and he has a brand new What's book that out. What does it have to do with cats? Well, here, oh. just listen to the book, How okay. to Talk to Your Cat About Gun Safety. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> <laughs> You're the crickets. <laughs> if you haven't had that talk with your cats about gun safety or abstinence, drugs, Satanism, and other dangers that threaten their nine lives, Zachary will be here today to uh, hip us to that information. Okay. I've got to be honest. I have talked to my cat about catnip. Mm-hmm. I have not mentioned anything about gun safety. I would imagine a gun in the wrong paws would be... Deadly, oh, fatal, horrible. Yeah, yeah. Yes. wouldn't want that. I, I think I've had it all wrong because the reason I, I don't have human children is because I don't want to have those conversations. Sure, dogs <laughs> and cats. I thought I've been safe all these years, and I haven't had to do that. Yeah, you would think. Well, but, then you've been bringing them up wrong all these years yeah. without these talks. Any of your animals on the dark side, Doctor Debbie? <laughs> Any of them uh, get a hold of a gun or Goth. some weapon? No, I, I, well, my former Labrador, he used to have an eating compulsion problem, and he would, uh, you know, eat all sorts of things uh, to excess, to his own detriment. You know, we had three toxicities in his lifetime that he uh, gorged himself on different things. See, that so. could have been something else uh, going yeah, on there. Could have been like a drug yeah. problem, yes, perhaps. I guess. Yeah. I missed it. I, I, I never even thought that direction. <laughs> so on today's show, we will uh, have Zachary Auburn. Hip us to that. You see, there are some things that even Dr. Debbie doesn't know. We look at her as the all-enlightened, but, you know, we're all learning. But we will help you with your medical problems right now. At the bottom of the hour, a quick check on the news with Lori Brooks. What are we looking at this hour? Well, if you like going through drive throughs with your dog. I do. Then, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I usually go through like a McDonald's and say, you know, just a plain hamburger, no bun, no anything really but now you can, yeah you can get yappy meals or a bow wow bowl and and we'll tell you i mean this is really cool just for dogs just for dogs okay i know just for dogs mcdonald's a ladybug she actually wants a quarter pounder with cheese <laughs> she, she'll oh request that with the cheese and that's probably why she's looking a little big this week Uh-oh, she got a quarter pounder. so there's huh? a special place for it and Lori brooks will report on it Remember, it is so easy to reach out to us from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Uh, This we go to the phones for Julie. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm fine. I'm so happy to speak to you. Where are you? I am in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. I love it. Listening on WEEU probably, huh? Yes, that's very good. Yeah, I know these stations. Uh, I'm impressed. Julie, I have the whole dream team here for you. What can we do for you? I might need them all. Okay. This, this is something I've never run into before. I've been rescuing ferals and that, so, you know, I'm used to getting cats that have problems. All right. Now, this particular one arrived September 4th, and 
I met her as she was desperately trying to eat ground that some suet had melted into. Oh. And she was extremely emaciated. And on top of that, she also had a totally lame left leg, which would have interfered with her chasing stuff to get food. So I fed her a little bit several times a day, and it took about two weeks till her system stopped getting diarrhea. So how is she now? She's up to six pounds, and she doesn't look like a cat that should be much more than seven. Okay, so she's gaining weight. She was three pounds, four ounces. So she doesn't have diarrhea anymore, but what she does have, every day she will throw up some water with some hair in it. Now, she's very, very short-haired, and her coat looks perfect, okay? She also now, yesterday and the day before... In the throw-up, it looks like maybe some dead roundworms. Oh, now, I okay. had a stool sample taken when she arrived, and that was negative. And this is coming from the stomach and not the bowel. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's still possible that she could have worms and even have a negative uh, fecal sample on a particular time. So it just all depends on how um, prevalent the, the eggs are shed in the stool. Now, the other thing I'll mention is roundworms are one type of worm. There are some worms that don't even shed in a cat's uh, stool sample that live in the stomach. And there's one called the stomach worm or physiloptera. Uh, they tend to be smaller in size than a roundworm, but they never show up on a fecal sample. And cats and dogs can get these from pretty much eating uh, anything from like crickets and cockroaches to snakes, rodents, you I name it. And nailed it. Because oh, that, that would be a record time. <laughs> no, no, because they're the shape, you know, of a roundworm, but mm-hmm. they are much smaller and thinner. Yep, that could be. So, yeah, and you'll never see those on a fecal sample. So, I mean, definitely, this kid needs to be dewormed. And, and I'd see your veterinarian for your just your typical dewormer. Either, anything from, like, Panicure to um, Pyra and Towel should help take care of these suckers. It may take uh, a couple treatments, especially since, you know, uh, sounds like, you know, she's living outside and she's going to be re- in these environments where she's getting reinfested with them. Oh, no, um, she's inside now. Okay. She is, okay. Oh, okay. oh yeah, well, that was an immediate... Yeah. So, yeah, I would definitely, this this gal, I would deworm her and see. And there's a lot of times where we can have, um, I've had, uh, like, say, with roundworms, I've had cats and dogs have worm burdens that can be so bad that it can actually cause a partial obstruction. So um, it can just kind of clog up their guts because there's, uh, you know, all these worms in there. Okay. Less would common with the physiopter. eat enormous amounts of food? Um, Physiopter really doesn't cause a lot of significant symptoms, but, um, you know, it, there can be other stuff going on in, in, in many cats that have chronic vomiting. You know, we might talk about other things like intestinal disease that could be going on, inflammatory bowel disease. Um, so there can be a lot of other stuff that could be going on with okay. this kid. Well, what I don't understand is when she throws up, there's always some hair in it. Mm-hmm. Could she have accumulated a large amount of hair in her gut while she was on the lamb? Sure, absolutely. And I've had dogs and cats that actually, there's something called a trichobezoar, which is basically like a hairball. But it isn't always just hair, and it can actually form um, uh, kind of an obstruction. And I had one in a dog that there was such a mass of hair, and I think there were sticks in it as well. And it just gradually built up and created an obstruction. So, um, you know, it sounds like you're, you're providing some care for her, but it would be something I would definitely look at. And, you know, an x-ray would be one good thing to do to see if we see anything in that 
that stomach and take that x-ray when she hasn't eaten for 12 hours because that gives us the best bang for your buck when we're trying to look for something that might be kind of stuck in um, some part of the digestive tract. Well, take her to the vet. Get it checked yeah. out, and uh, I wish we could do that on the radio. I wish you could just hold your animal up to the radio, and we could worm them for you. <laughs> I'm working on that technology. <laughs> but, yes, absolutely. Now, you call that the physoloptra? What is that? Physoloptra? Physoloptra. It's called the stomach worm, yeah. Sounds so, like a um, dinosaur. Doesn't it though? It's I, li- I like the way it kind of rolls off the tongue, and it was really cool. I had a you know a great case of this when I was just early in practice, and I was the same thing. You know, gosh, we did fecals, we can't figure out why this cat is vomiting chronically, and it just vomited up this worm in the exam room. And I uh, looked at it in my hand. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is why. And that's one reason why veterinarians are so pushy about deworming dogs and cats on a regular basis because not everything shows up in the stool where a pet owner can see it or even a veterinarian can test for. Okay, this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Red Barn. And during these uncertain times, Red Barn is grateful for the consistent love and joy our pets bring into our lives. Now diligently working alongside their pet parents, your dog deserves a break in between video chat appearances and lap sitting. Red Barn chews are the natural way to distract your dog during the day or give their paws a break from typing up emails. Thanks, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. It's Alan Cable. There's big controversy regarding your pet sleeping with you. We're talking to a sleep doctor who said it's a bad idea and he got lots of hate mail. You know, there's experts on everything. You see them every day on TV. They try to tell you what to eat, when to sleep, where to go, what to do, what to look at. It's ridiculous. The doctor made a good point. He's just trying to help people in this country sleep because tons of us are having trouble sleeping. And he said if your pet is interfering with your sleep, then you should try not sleeping with your pet. That's all he said. Here's the reason I wanted to continue the discussion on this. There are a lot of folks to let their dogs eat whatever they eat and sleep in their own beds because they feel guilty. People like this guy. What can I get you? What's the problem? Why are you crying? Tell me why you're crying, honey. I feel sorry for that poor dog. Why? Because you're supposed to be a calm, confident leader. You're supposed to earn your dog's trust and respect. Why are you crying? That dog doesn't know what you're saying. Are you afraid of the camera? He just knows he's getting attention. Now, this person you're hearing is one of my friends, and his dogs sleep with him. He doesn't sleep, but his dogs do. In fact, his dogs run the entire show, and up until just a couple of days ago when I talked to him about it, he didn't see that. He didn't realize that. Now, 20 years ago when I used to tell folks to put their dogs in crates, they thought it was the most horrible thing there was. Putting your dog in a cage. Now it's accepted, thank goodness. The one thing that prevents us all from being good dog parents and good people parents is guilt it cripples you if you feel guilty about not letting your dog sleep in bed with you because he always has and he's whining about it well you're clouded with emotion and you'll never be able to do what's best for both your dog and yourself your dog is perfectly fine sleeping on the floor in a dog pack the leader has his own spot none of the other dogs sleep with him they don't go near his spot unless they're given permission so can your dog respect you when you give up your spot and let him have it probably not and you could be open up a can of worms for a host of other troubles so remember if it works for you fine but if you're doing it out of guilt well that's the worst reason this is animal radio can we get a quick quick sweep uh hi this is ben vereen on animal radio remember to spay and neuter your animals what remember to spay and neuter your animals in who Animal Radio. Hi, Ben Vereen. I can't get that last word. Stay what with your animals? Spay and neuter. Spay and neuter. 
Yeah, spay or neuter. Actually, uh, spay is for females and neuter is for males, so you'll say... Sp- oh, that's right. I, I couldn't understand. It sounded like something else. Okay, this is Ben Vereen on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your animal for a healthier and longer life. This is a time-sensitive message from the Back Pain Relief Hotline. Millions of people across the nation are suffering from back pain. Are you? Are you on Medicare? Is it hard to walk, to bend over, or even do simple things? Well, we have great news. If you're on Medicare, you could qualify to receive a pain-relieving back brace. We'll handle all the Medicare paperwork if you qualify and ship your new back brace right to your door. Make sure you have your Medicare card ready and please call. Call us right now and get all the details. It only takes a few minutes. Imagine doing everything you used to do before your back pain. With your Medicare card ready, call the Back Pain Relief Hotline today. Call now. 800-254-3218. 800-254-3218. That's 800-254-3218. Paid for by the Health Alert Hotline. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. And when you think of animals like Grumpy Cat, Grumpy Cat is a uh, multi-millionaire. I believe, wasn't it really like close to $100 million this cat had raised in wow. branding and franchising? It's just an amazing Mm-hmm. Just because he's grumpy all the time, or she is grumpy all the time. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things, they have the choice, take him to the doctor, they put him on Prozac, but then, you know, the cat's not grumpy anymore, and you lose that $100 million yeah, franchise. Yeah, that was the income. And it happens a lot with Hollywood actors. The reason I bring this up, next hour we're talking to a guy who wants you to have that conversation with your cat to avoid depression, drug use, Satanism, all the dangers that threaten their nine lives, including gun safety. This is important, uh, if you, especially if you keep a gun around the house. You don't want the cat getting a hold of it. See, I don't keep a gun around the house just for that reason. Yeah, neither do I. I have 12 Does anyone guns. else think this is crazy? <laughs> Am I the one that has to speak out in this group? <laughs> Thank you. Am I the lone voice of reason here? I don't know. <laughs> so uh, this is coming up next hour, and I think it would uh, do you very well, Dr. Debbie, to be here for this interview. All right. I'm here. You don't own any cats. Not currently. I'm sure some of these things could apply to dogs, too. We'll find out. That's in just a few minutes. Lori, what are you working on over there in the newsroom? Well, uh, not cats, but dogs. If you're willing to do anything to keep the dog hair down around your house and, you know, less of it, there's a new thing that your dog can um, wear or you can use. That I think is absolutely positively adorable. And we'll tell you what it is that is going to keep your house cleaner and less dog hair. I prefer the dog hair. You know, if I have a meal without dog hair, I feel like I'm getting ripped off. But this may, yeah. be, this may be something. Do you have the hiccups? <laughs> yes, I do. I'm trying to keep them down. <laughs> what, have you been laughing so hard or something? <laughs> There's dog hair tickling her throat. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Uh, so if you have a dog hair problem, be listening. Lori's going to report on that in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. We'd even love to hear from you if you have a troubled cat. Maybe you have a story about a cat that got a hold of the guns or a serious crack or cocaine problem. 
we'd like to hear. I'm sure Dr. Debbie would like to hear that, too. Uh, yes, I'd love it. It would be very new and interesting. <laughs> and I would tell you, you can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. You know, that's interesting because we do hear about dogs being on antidepressants, but do they? Do you put cats on them? Well, yeah, usually for more um, elimination problems, um, you know, aggression, inner cat issues, but... Uh, Nike's on Prozac. Ni- yeah, we have Kitty here mm-hmm. on Prozac, Kitty Prozac. Yeah. Nike's been on Prozac really? for, gosh, about 10 years now, I think, or so. Yeah. Long it time. Seems a lot happier now. Yeah. <laughs> he leaves the guns alone. <laughs> uh, he's doing much better in school. <laughs> okay. Uh, stop us. Hey, Alan, welcome to the show. Yeah, my name is Tom. What's going on, Alan? Yeah, my mom dog was following my mom yesterday, like vacuuming, and my mom was vacuuming yesterday, and her dog got something in her eye, and the dog died. Like, and the dog died? Oh, uh, in the dog's eye. Oh, in the dog's eye. Yeah, oh, I, my I, gosh. Okay. I misunderstood there. Okay. And so what is the doggy doing right now? The doggy is, like, trying to, like, get something out of the dog's eye. It's not getting out. And okay. my mom is, it... is wondering what should she do to get it out. Okay. So um, he's rubbing at the eye, scratching at the eye? Yeah. Okay. And is he squinting in it and holding it closed? Yeah. Okay. All right. The, the first thing I'm going to tell you is that anytime a dog has um, squinting in the eye, that means there's there's pain there. So there's discomfort. So my best recommendation is to get him evaluated by a veterinarian because we want to make sure he doesn't have any kind of abrasion on his eye, um, which would be termed a corneal ulcer. Um, so that's the hard thing. When you have a squinting eye, you can have that from pain of any sort. Um, but an ulcer can be very serious. So we don't want to delay that and um, do home care if we're in that level of discomfort for the eye. Um, now, certainly in the short term, the things I would do um, in any emergency kit for people at home with dogs, when we're talking about eyes, I want some contact saline rinse that you would use for your um your family members that might have contacts. You can use that as an eye irrigating solution to loosen things that might be under the eyelids or any kind of particulates, any kind of dust or anything like that that might be in the eye. That's perfectly safe for dogs to use that. Um, now, that being said, you can also use things like um, artificial tears that are also sold in the contact uh, the contact uh, lens aisle. Um, Refresh brand tears is just one of the types of tears that you can put in to help kind of make the eyes feel more comfortable. But that's a short-term thing. If that baby's eye is red, squinting, and we're uncomfortable, you really need to get the baby into the veterinarian. And very likely, we'd want to do something called a corneal stain. And it's a type of a stain technique that we put um, this dye on the eye, and it helps to outline any kind of scratches or ulcers that could be on the surface of the eye. Um, If we have something like that, there's a certain regimen, certain type of treatment that needs to be done. So that's why it's so important to see your vet if we're in that kind of category of things. Um, and definitely, I'd say at this point, you said this is already the day later that the eye is, he's still squinting? Yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I'd say, uh, you know, that would definitely be a timeline that I'd, I'd get the baby to the veterinarian. I just don't like, there's some situations where it's good and there's a lot of tips you can do at home, but there's that point where we cross the line where we are maybe not doing the, pet, the best by them if we're delaying seeing the veterinarian. And, and I'd have to say this, this warrants a call uh, to get the baby in. So tell your mama that I said. <laughs> Gotta go. Thanks for, okay. your, thanks for your call, Alan. Hey, don't forget, you can get your fix of Animal Radio anytime you want with the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Download it now. It's made possible by Fear Free Pets. Taking the pet out of petrified. Visit them at fearfreehappyhomes.com. Attention sports fans, now you can watch every football game you want all season long without leaving your home with Dish for about 50 bucks a month. Compared to your cable bill, you can save almost $600 a year. Call right now and sign up for Dish and watch every football game you want. With Dish, there are no boxes to pay, plus get free installation as soon as tomorrow. If you call now. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch your favorite sports and channels on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Be one of the first 100 orders right now and get a free voice remote. Don't miss a single football game all year long and save a ton of money. Get a free voice remote and free installation as soon as tomorrow. But you gotta call All American Dish right now. 800-380-4452 That's 800-380-4452 Hi, this is Paul Reiser, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Every minute you're here, you're not harming someone else. I don't know what that means. (laughs) If it's usable, use it. Otherwise, cut it and get out. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. Fear Free takes the pet out of petrified and puts the treat into treatment. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit fearfreepets.com. I'm Lori Brooks. Bane and Vader, they're a couple of gentle barrel-shaped bulldogs, just like the kind you see on the front of a Mack truck or here at the Animal Radio Studios and in my studio every day. Uh, They're also the namesakes of a unique new business in Easton, Pennsylvania, being Bain Invaders Drive-Thru Restaurant, which is exclusively for dogs. You just pull up to the drive-thru window and order a fresh pet meal, and you get your choice of add-ins like fruit or vegetables, eggs, peanut butter, and uh, maybe you'll want to take home some doggy ice cream for dessert. Mm. Their motto is bite with a bark. And uh, Bain Invader's mom is 30-year-old Amanda Brown. She left her pretty good job as a pharmaceutical sales rep and now has two human children along with her fur children. But she's back to work now making what she calls yappy meals and bow wow bowls for motorists who want to treat their dogs to something special. Her idea came from wanting to be able to give Bane Invader something special when they wanted it or when she felt like giving it to him. And also a survey that she read that showed one in six restaurant drive through customers picks up something for their dog, too. Wow. I didn't know that. That's interesting, yeah. 
Yeah, because, you know, there are restaurants out there that do have special menu items for dogs. Uh, if you didn't know, In-N-Out Burger has a, a special unseasoned, a plain pup patty that they serve in a doggy bag. And, of course, Starbucks has their uh, small cup of whipped cream, otherwise known as a puppuccino. <laughs> but Bane Invaders is strictly for dogs, and it has no special menu items for humans, so they're not sharing that menu. <laughs> A special music album created just for cats is being lapped up by humans, too, who are paying for it all over the place. This album has topped two classical music charts on Amazon and iTunes. Despite being allergic to cats, American cellist David Tay, I'm guessing his name is spelled T-E-I-E, he released this album called Music for Cats. And it features five instrumental compositions, and he did it after he raised more than $200,000 on Kickstarter. Now, I'm not a classical music listener, or not very often, but that's a lot of money, so he must have some pretty big fans. On the album, his cello playing is accompanied by, you know, nature sounds, bird chirping, and purring noises, based on his theory, which he says he researched for two years, that mammals have an intuitive response to sounds that were present in their early development. Oh, did you say now they raised $200,000 on Kickstarter? That's $200,000. Must have been like a... So he had some... Yeah, he must be a very good cellist. Grumpy Cat <laughs> probably made a, a big donation. <laughs> probably endorsed it, right? Yes. Now, if shedding season has you down... There is a new way to keep your house almost completely free of dog hair. And I know you're going, how on earth can that be possible? This is a a silky soft, very form-fitted leotard that is made just for dogs. Remember the old bodysuit ladies? Same kind of thing. Yeah, it's kind of a cross between 1980s aerobics gear and a superhero outfit. This is made by the U.S. company Shed Defender. And the owner, Tyson Walters, says he came up with the idea because he has this huge St. Bernard, Harley. And no matter how he tried, she still left tumbleweed-sized hairballs everywhere. So he went to work, and after four years of developing prototypes and trying everything, he now has the solution and a finished product. It's kind of like a dog bodysuit or a onesie, and it covers the dog's neck, the body, and all four legs, and it has a hole for the tail. I didn't ask about any other holes or, you know, for boy dogs, but according to the company, their website, the fabric is totally breathable, won't make a dog hot, and allows for full-on fence jumping and movement, maybe cat herding or whatever. There are even claims that this unitard can help reduce anxiety and give a dog a sense of calm. So I guess that's like a thunder shirt, right? Wow. It's available, yeah, in seven colors. Black, white, red, royal blue, uh, turquoise blue, forest green, and hot pink, which is their number one seller. Now, that's either a really, really good idea or a really, really (laughs) bad idea. I can't figure it out. Well, I used to do horse shows years ago, and we used these on on horses Uh a long time ago. Yeah, it's the same process. It just, you know, keeps their hair nice and slick and... And not all over your clothing. If you're you're going to buy one, prices start at forty five bucks. They go up to only sixty. And uh, now the company says next up for them will be leotards for dogs in the colors of your favorite sports teams. <laughs> wow, I'm speechless. And I don't, you know, when it comes to clothing, I'm usually yeah, not speechless. I want it. You're the first to put yeah. on clothing. But I, yeah, I think I want one. Yeah. yeah. If you haven't seen these, go to the website Shed Defender. 
and I think it's Shed Dash Defender. These dogs in, in, in their pictures are just adorable looking. <laughs> I'm looking at them now. They are pretty cute. They look looking. like little PJs. Yes, they do. Aren't they cute? Yes. I'd want them in like a tiger print. that's probably after sports colors dr debbie i'm Lori brooks get more breaking animal news anytime at animalradio.com this has been an animal radio news update brought to you by fear free the veterinarian isn't typically thought of as your pet's favorite place to go with fear free that all changes to learn more and find a certified fear free veterinary professional near you visit fearfreepets.com Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more Animal Radio with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hello, everyone. It's Robert Semro, your Pet World Insider, here with this week's Animal Radio list, Five Advantages of Adopting a Senior Pet. November is Adopt a Senior Pet Month, and this is one holiday I absolutely love. Every pet up for adoption needs a forever home, and there are some really important and gratifying reasons to adopt a senior pet. So let's begin with one that can be very important for those with a busy lifestyle or someone wanting the transition to be a smooth one. Training a young pet is a task and one that is often filled with a test of patience, will, and intelligence. Everyone has different levels of each, but that's something that can be overcome when it comes to senior pets. Senior pets are often already trained and or have good manners. Yes, they may have a few mannerisms that you may need to redirect or retrain, but chances are that you'll find a strong foundation for you to work with. Next up is the reality that they likely have adjusted to being alone and on their own for extended periods of time and are already adept at finding peace in that alone time. Often, younger pets need constant supervision and attention or bad habits can develop, including high anxiety levels and or destructive tendencies. One of the more wonderful things for those wanting a specific kind of pet with a specific set of traits and personality is that a senior pet's personality is already developed and on display. You should be able to tell if they're going to need to be the life of the party or they're just going to chill out and watch that romantic comedy, uh, I mean sports events with you. This can be a huge advantage as you can determine how they'll fit into your lifestyle and just as important, how you'll fit into theirs. Also, Older pets are more likely to integrate themselves into the family quicker. They don't have to be taught the value of a loving family. They often just seem to know that they were blessed to be brought into a family and they work to ingratiate themselves into that family. Also, they're less likely to be in a chew mode as they've grown out of the if it exists, it's mine to chew phase. One of the great things about adopting a senior pet is that you can really identify the type of breed and characteristics you want and find that. There are so many opportunities for you to be a hero in this situation. There's pure breeds, mixed breeds, completely trained, completely active, and just completely chill and so much more. One other important thing is that you can see how a senior pet integrates with your current pets much quicker. So it's much easier for you to know what you're getting in a senior pet than to hope to grow and train them into the pet that you want them to be. Every pet needs a home, and every home has a different need. With a senior pet, you'll be able to identify your wants and needs and find yourself that perfect family addition without some of the uncertainty that otherwise exists. Share your Adopting Senior Pet tips on our Animal Radio Facebook page. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people. 
A Michigan man's practical joke involving his pet snake might land him in jail. 31-year-old James Mel thought it might be funny to stuff a six-foot boa constrictor in his mailbox to give his mailman a scare. Postal carrier Nakima Anderson was making her rounds when she opened Mel's mailbox to find a snake looking at her. She then saw Mel laughing in his driveway, but she wasn't laughing and made a complaint against Mel. Federal prosecutors charged Mel with obstructing the delivery of U.S. mail, a charge that could carry a penalty up to six months in jail. Mel said he's written an apology to Anderson, hoping to settle the matter. He explained that his snake isn't poisonous and would only strike at something it could eat. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shred it as a topper. Hi, this is Betty White. All us animal lovers love animal radio. Please help every way you can to make life better for our animals, like the Morris Animal Foundation does. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Which one are we going to? Going to line two. Line two. And on line two we have John. John is calling from New Orleans. How you doing? Uh, we're breaking up very badly. Yeah, what's going uh, on with your animal? Well, he's he's being in the house. Uh, he's a, he's from the shelter. I adopted him about three months ago, and uh, they started him on a heartworm program. And I can't exercise him due to the medication. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got a lot of energy. I don't know if that's connected with it, but I mean, he will. Just let it go. Uh, I just finished cleaning up an enormous big pool of it. Is this a cat or a dog? This is, this is a, a dog. dog. He's a German Shepherd. He's a smart animal, and I don't know what's going on with it. Uh, whether it's the medication for the heartworms or mm-hmm. what. Okay. Well, and um, just to clarify, so he's being treated with for heartworm disease, which means that he's being treated by the heavy-duty melarsamine, which um, helps to kill the, the adult worms. And when that happens, pets have to be confined strictly um, because activity, exercise, running, playing can actually cause those dying worms to lodge and cause blockages. Um, and that can actually cause a, a fatal event. So that's why that activity restriction is so imperative in a pet being treated for heartworm disease so um, it can be really tough because you know they do get they get anxious they get built up pent up energy so for some dogs uh, you know if it's appropriate and it's cleared with a veterinarian I will use some tranquilizers and sedatives to kind of help calm them um, at certain times of the day um, but beside that you know, your problem with urination and urinating in the house um, I, 
it would not typically be a symptom related to the heartworm treatment, um, but it's always a great idea to have that urine sample checked with your veterinarian to make sure there's not something going on, because if there's not, then we're going to focus more on getting kind of back to the core basics with training. Um, an anxious or um, kind of freaked out pet who has all this energy that can't go outside may be more prone to eliminating in the house, either through urine marking or just soiling in the house. So um, in those instances, we really have to do supervised uh, outdoor trips to go to the potty area. And you have to go back and treat him almost like he's a puppy. Um, you know, where you praise, take him out on a leash, you know, give him loads of uh, affection and the occasional treat even for doing that outside. Um, and supervision really is key in these situations. So um, you if you're missing the, the urine accidents in the house, um, you know, you can't, you know, you definitely can't punish them on those things. And the more you can supervise and get him outside and give that positive reinforcement for the good place that he goes, that's going to go the furthest here, um, you know, if this is more of a behavioral type problem. Do you think that medication can cause their hair fallout? Not typically, um, but as far as if you're in an area where you have a lot of heartworm, you very likely have other types of parasitic diseases. So fleas would definitely be big. He doesn't have big... anything. No, he doesn't have any other diseases. Okay. Well, he's very healthy. He's very healthy. Okay. Well, I mean, as far as, um, you know, with the hair loss, um, you know, I, I guess I can't say a whole lot about that. It's hard to see it over the television. I don't think it's related to your pet's medication. Um, now, there certainly can also be pets that turn to themselves if they have cooped up anxiety, and they can actually uh, self-traumatize, um, and that can cause uh, hair loss. Um, they'll actually have sores, um, and, and that would be something typically you would be observing and then potentially seeing him that, doing that. So if you're not witnessing that, um, it might be less likely for that. Um, he's not doing that. Uh, yeah. Okay, let me ask yeah. you one last question, Doc. Uh, <laughs> he's got a lot of gas. I don't know what to do for him. Uh, okay, yeah. And uh, is he is he a pretty, you said he's a pretty high-strung fella. Does he do a lot of panting, a lot of running around yeah. the house? Yes. He does? Okay, because one common cause of excess gas is excess ingestion of air. And this is one reason why a lot of the bulldogs and the squishy-faced dogs have tremendous gas is because they're always kind of going, (laughs) swallowing air. So if a dog is running running around panting a lot, and they're really anxious, they may be inherently swallowing more air. So um, this is where maybe, you know, a, a sedative or an anti-anxiety medicine might help that uh, regard as well. Now, if not, and we still have a lot of gas, there's a couple things you can do. One thing is dietary altering. Um, so sometimes one type of diet or one brand might settle with a pet's digestive system better than another, um, you know, just like people. You know, uh, certain diets may be better or not so good for them, depending on the fiber content in the ingredients. So that might be one thing to try is to switch to another good premium quality food and do that, right. um, you know, doing that gradually. Um, and, and in a pinch, there are some occasional dogs I give Beano to. <laughs> but that's... That's usually the the uncommon pet that I've already tried everything else. The what? What was the last thing you said? Trying Beano. Oh, that's what I told my wife we were going to do. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but I'd rather see you try a different diet first, so. Okay. I was talking to my wife about that, too, and she, but she wanted it for me. She was, uh, that was a whole different story. Hey, I appreciate your call today. Good luck with that, John. Uh, thanks for calling from New Orleans today. 
We're going to head back to the phones toll-free for your calls. Dr. Debbie answering your calls. By the way, if you have a Yorkshire Terrier, a Shih Tzu, a Pug, or a Mini Schnauzer, check out Dr. Debbie's books, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. The Kindle book's over at Amazon, and we have links over at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hey, everybody, this is Brett Michaels, and I just want to say, you, right now, want to take, wait, give me the line again. My brain skipped. <laughs> Brett Michaels. I just have one of my brain hemorrhage brain farts. Oh, Go don't ahead, do that. Don't that do that. I don't want to be responsible for that. Trust me, it's me. Go okay. ahead. Animal radio. Brett Michaels and animal radio. You got it. I knew the animal radio. Like, okay, here we go. Hey, this is Brett Michaels. You're listening to animal radio, and take care of your pets. They will rock your world. Nature at its best is nature at its simplest. At Red Barn, we've kept it simple for 20 years by concentrating on single-ingredient natural dog treats. Because Mother Nature's actually pretty good at this. Bones are just tasty bones. Meat treats are just nourishing meat. It's nature at its simplest. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Natural Treats. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our slow-roasted natural meaty bones. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And if you've just tuned in, the top of this hour here, very delighted to announce that this hour we will have Zachary Auburn on. A very important book he's written about talking to your cat about gun safety abstinence, drugs, Satanism, and the other dangers that threaten their nine lives. If you haven't had a frank conversation with your kitties about any of these subjects, it might be time for you to have that conversation. Zachary will tell us how right here on Animal Radio. Now, Dr. Debbie can't keep from cracking a smile. I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I, I'm, I'm trying to behave. This is very serious, and I hope when he's on that you will respect him. And be very serious. When am I not nice to our guests? It's just you, Hal, and I have a problem with <laughs> Wasn't that last week? <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones for your calls. Toll free at one 405 8405 You can also bring your cats around the radio for this conversation that's coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, but first, your calls. If you have a question, uh, a veterinary question for Dr. Debbie, call that number. Or you can ask also from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. And dog father, Joey Villani, not here this week. But if you have a grooming question, I'm sure that Dr. Debbie can tackle that also. Lori, what are you working on over there in the newsroom? Well, there's um, since we're talking so much about cats today, uh-huh. there's a, a new study that's just been released on the origins of ancient cats. Not so mysterious anymore because they've really delved into this, and we've got some answers for you. That's on the way in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Let's go to the phones. And we go to Bonnie. Hi, Bonnie. Hi. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Where are you calling from today? Actually, from Cayucas. Oh, and, I, and I'm calling because um, I have a little Shih Tzu. She's three years old. I love her to death, and she is dealing with itching, itching all the time. The vets have said that she has an allergy, which I agree with, but they don't know what it's from or or why. And I've had 
um, probably spent over $600 now on her just trying to figure out something for her. Wow. Anyway, she is losing fur around her eyes, and um, or it's thinning out. She has a couple of bald spots around her eyes, almost like where her little eyebrows would be if she had eyebrows. Okay. And um, um, they've done a, you know, they scrape, because I asked the vet, I says, it looks like she's, you know, her hair's falling out. Could you ch- check to make sure she don't have anything? They che- They did a scraping, and there is nothing, you know, like... I was thinking okay. like um, mange or you know the word. Right. But anyway. Right. Okay. So what have what have they done? If they if you spent six hundred dollars, what has been done and what worked or didn't work? She's had antibiotics. She's had steroids. She's had and it, it doesn't work. Everything everything she has a rash on her whole little body, her whole body, mm-hmm. and now. And now it's gotten so bad that her she has one ear right now that's real bad. And I finally got a friend to give me some ointment, antibiotic ointment. And I've been using that to, it's mm-hmm. so red. And, okay. it's, and it's now that I've used this ointment, I can tell you the name of it. But anyway, um, it's brought that fire down, you know, the redness in her ears. But she's scratching so bad that she's crying. Oh, you know, goodness. She, now, and does she... And did they, um, the, you said that she, they used steroids. Did that seem to help her, give her, her no. any relief with the edge? No, no. Mm, okay. No, well, that's, that's not a, my, that's and that's not a good it. sign if, that's not a good sign if we're talking about a presumed diagnosis of allergies because uh-huh. most patients with allergies, um, steroids, you know, they're sometimes the necessary evil. They're good at right. helping with right. the itch, but, you know, they can kind of suppress the immune system and they can have other types of infections. So the fact that right. that didn't help might mean, okay, well, one, you know, there's other types of steroids. So sometimes it's a dose or a, a choice of a steroid that might be the better, um, one for her situation. So I'm going to just kind of pretend I didn't hear any of the stuff that you just told me because <laughs> there's a couple of things that I wanted to address. One is that um, if you walk into your human uh, physician office and you say, hey, I have um, a runny nose congestion and sneezing, what am I allergic to? They're not going to be able to tell you any more than your veterinarian can tell you what your dog is allergic to. So there, there, we have to kind of change our expectations a little bit about when we have a pet that's scratching like this. Allergies are commonly a concern, but we do need to look at some of those other things that can really kind of upset the apple cart, if you will. So things like flea control is imperative with any itching dog. And I don't care where you live. Um, even here in Las Vegas, um, it, we do flea control if we have an itchy pet. Um, the other things that we do look at is going to be looking at the skin surface. So um, beyond just taking a scraping for mites or parasites, you know, I'm going to do an impression smear and I'm going to look at that under the microscope. Do I see yeast? Do I see bacteria? Because those kind of secondary infections have to be addressed or we are not going to get anywhere with a pet that say has allergies if they have a yeast infection in the skin. I think she so, has a yeast infection, just like what you were saying. And I'm only saying that because I'm an ex-nurse. Uh-huh. And so yeah. I listen to all these things and I'm going, yep. Yeah. 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 And you know what? The, 
some of the some of the I've had quite a few Shih Tzus actually with some really horrible yeast to the point where they actually their skin gets leathery, turns colors, um, and they're just quite miserable. So if yeah. that is something that your veterinarian has diagnosed or maybe you suspect it, that would be something to really address in a more complete way because topicals don't always do enough. A lot of times I'll have to add in like an oral ketoconazole or something like that to help manage okay. a pet with um, yeah. cutaneous yeast, and it can take a long time. You know, we're talking like weeks to months of therapy to help kind of rectify yeah. that. So that would be definitely a direction. The other thing is that, um, at least here in my office, we have some kind of great tools to help an itchy pet that has allergies. And some of them may be available in your area. I don't know. But um, there is a medicine called Apoquel, which helps to block some of the itch pathway for pets with allergies. And, we, you know, we do have to have infection under control. They have to be... um, What was it called again? It's called Apoquel, spelled A-P-O. Q-U-E-L. Okay. So that, that's one thing that it's, it's given on a daily basis and, and it is a wonderful product for many animals. So that might be one thing to ask your veterinarian about if she's a okay. candidate for that. Okay. The other thing is there's a new, um, uh, antibody. It's a monoclonal antibody. Um, and we abbreviate it as called CADI, C-A-D-I. And it's a canine atopic dermatitis immunotherapy. And, uh, it's got a conditional license. So it is pretty new, but, um, it is something that I've had some great success in helping get the itch relief. And it also works kind of similar to Apoquel that it helps to block part of the cellular messengers, if you will. Uh-huh. So it blocks it blocks the receptor for the pet for itching. Yeah. So they may still have skin problems going on, but we give them some relief. And it lasts for about a month. So it it's not a magic cure, but for if we're looking just for itch relief, it can help while we still okay. do all these other steps to try to get, you know, things in, in line and to get the skin looking better. But those are some some things, and then some pets, you know, in, in not to say you haven't invested a lot, but in some pets we'll go through all these other things, and I actually may get to a point where if I feel I've tried all these things, haven't gotten there, um, then I may even look at things like biopsying. Um, but yeah. I, it sounds to me like we've got a lot of more more steps that we can do. And even right. though say your even though your veterinarian didn't see any skin mites, in a lot of cases with a super itchy pet that doesn't respond to steroids, I'm going to treat them for mites anyways. And I might use yeah. one of the new oral products um, that are actually flea tick medicines but help to kill uh, both scabies mites and demodex mites. Yeah, that's what I'm and, worried about because it's everywhere. It's not just localized. It is everywhere. And when she starts mm-hmm. losing the hair around her eyes because she's scratching and she's mm-hmm. been scratching that one ear. And, yeah. And, and it... Um, and this week, it's starting to smell. So I know oh, there's a... Mm, yep, you know. Yep. Anyway. Oh, yes. I wish I could put my nose up to your doggy on the phone right oh. now. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think you've, you, you've definitely got a lot of opportunity there, things that we could address. So yeah, I would, you know, either speak to your veterinarian or even you can see a dermatologist in the area. There are board certified veterinary dermatologists in most major areas of the okay. country where if you don't feel you're getting where you need with your general practitioner and they're kind of throwing up their hands, that, that might be another avenue as well. Yeah, I've been, I've changed your food I've, I've done all the little things that you need to do you know truly and i love my dog i just don't you know i've even gotten to the point of thinking well maybe maybe this is a, an inherent thing that she is never going to get rid of and i can't have her suffering you know what i mean and yeah. i and i and i think about that it just makes me cry because i wouldn't want to mm-hmm. put her down simply because she's so miserable but if exactly. we can't get it taken care of i don't know what else to do 
I don't yeah. want to see her suffer anymore. It's bad. Yeah. We're, well, talking, the, we're talking the, two years. This is the second year. We're not talking yeah. in just recently. Yeah, I mean, it, she's yeah. losing hair recently, but she's, this is going on the second year. Yeah. Well, there's definitely, like I said, you know, there's, there is some light at the end of the tunnel. And I can tell you, I've had many cases where I have clients that are dealing with what you're dealing. And then at the end, they're like, oh my gosh, my pet can sleep through night. Um, I can sleep through the night because my dog isn't waking me up with the collar scratching all night. So there, there are things that we can do. And I I think just going to be getting those steps. So. Oh, honey, thank Good luck. you so much for your, your insight, because I just, I listen to you guys all the time, and I think, God, there's got to be a something, you know, there's mm-hmm. got to be a yeah. way. Well, it sounds like there's lots of avenues you could head down still to figure it out, and good luck. We wish you the best of luck with that. We actually battled that ourselves with Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. Bonnie calling from Cayucas. Where is that? Just north of Morro Bay. I know that is a fact. Where's Morro Bay? Well, that's just uh, west of <laughs> San Luis Obispo. Yeah. <laughs> Where's San Luis Obispo? You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hey, don't forget, you can get your fix of Animal Radio anytime you want with the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Download it now. It's made possible by Fear Free Pets. Taking the pet out of petrified. Visit them at fearfreehappyhomes.com. Hi, this is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band. And forever, you'll always be listening to Animal Radio. Keep loving those pets. All of us here at Fido Friendly Magazine can't wait to get on the road again with our favorite Fido. We know that it's just not a vacation without our furry companions by our side. Start daydreaming now and visit FidoFriendly.com to scout out places near and far so you will be ready for your next adventure once it's safe to travel. That's FidoFriendly.com. Until then, stay safe and leave no dog behind. Animal Radio, as you probably know, if you're as knowledgeable as I am, cats invented the internet. We know that because that's what we all go to the internet for, right? To look up cat videos. Of course. That's where we spend our time. In fact, that's how cats became so popular is the internet. But there are many dangers that lurk online for our cats if they use the internet. Online predators, they can be taken to the dark side very fast. Coming up, Within 10 minutes, I promise you, how to talk to your cat about gun safety, abstinence, drugs, Satanism, and the other dangers that threaten their nine lives. Zachary Auburn is our guest who will be joining us. Is he going to be ready for this? This is very serious. We get a lot of calls about this Mm -hmm. the last hour. I thought he was going to be on last hour, but apparently uh, Guido, our producer, said that uh, this is a very interesting topic. We want to save it to last, and it will drive our ratings through the roof if we do that. Yep. He's nice. also telling me not to say that on the air right now. Sorry yep. about that. Zach will be ready. Uh, good. Okay. Lori, what are you working on this hour? Well, there's a dog who loves licking facial hair. <laughs> and <laughs> this is a really bizarre show, isn't it? It is. <laughs> We're going to tell you 
How this dog is helping America's airports. That's on the way right here. Wow, I didn't think that facial hair was a problem at the airports. Dr. Debbie wonders why she's even associated with this show anymore. But you know what? I, I don't know if I've told you this this sad, sad story of my little boss, of his little peculiarity. He, he loves hair, and he loves to rub on hair. Yes. But he rubs on men's leg hair. Men's leg yeah, hair. That's huh? his fetish, huh? Is that why your yes. husband shaves his legs? I was wondering it's, about that. It's creepy. It really is to see it because he gets almost like a cat, you know, when they rub their chin, that kind of gleeful look on their face. <laughs> he does that and then he flips over on his back and rubs back and forth like a cat. And I'm like, oh, it's so troubling. It, it really does scare me. So he doesn't care for women's leg hair? I, well, I don't usually grub my leg hair out, so I don't know. I haven't tested it. But he loves women's hair. Like, yeah, long hair. He, he'll, like, burrow. He'll meet new people and he like rubs his whole body in your hair um he'd love your hair there <laughs> sounds perfectly yeah. normal to me <laughs> so. uh, yeah. peculiarity i don't okay. know okay well that's on the way in just a few minutes we're going to find out uh, the deal behind the facial hair and the dog that likes the facial hair and where can i find this dog that likes facial hair because my beard could use a cleaning right now uh-huh. let's uh go to the phones hey daniel how you doing oh good how are you today good where are you calling from I'm in Georgia. Georgia. Are you a truck driver? No. Just live in Georgia. Just live in Georgia. Okay. I got Dr. Debbie here. How can we help you? Well, Hi. I've got a great all-American dog. Looks to have some, maybe some Rottweiler in him. So he's a pretty big dog. But my local vet told me to cut him back about 10 pounds. And we've, we've been working on it. But cutting back his food has been a problem for him. He's tending to eat his poop. And my other dog's poop out in the yard now. And Wondering what I can ah, <laughs> lovely. Isn't that that old wonderful feces eating? It's just uh, such a thrill, especially when they come back at that on their breath. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so have you had any success getting him to lose weight? Yeah, he. we got a few pounds off of him, but he's just, he just acts like he's starving all the time. Of course, every dog I know acts like that, but he's just True. now eating and starting to eat plants in the house and... Okay, well, let me ask you what strategy that you are currently doing uh, for weight loss. Are you using any special prescription-based food, or were you just cutting back on the calories that he's eating? Mostly cutting back on the calories, but we have the last bag of dog food. We bought the um, kind of the weight loss uh, dog food and then still cutting back a little bit. Okay. Well, here's the reality check for people that are trying to get their pets to lose weight. Now, if you just try restricting those calories by scaling back on the amount you're feeding, you're going to create a very hungry, frustrated dog, and that's what you got right now. The reason is that even those foods that you buy over the counter at the grocery store at the pet store that say weight loss or for weight loss, they're really not geared towards uh, longevity of weight loss. What you need to do is speak to your veterinarian about this and say, hey, help me out. My dog is eating things off the, the walls, the, the floors, the feces, what have you. And we need to get this baby on and actually a food that is designed for lower calories, but also still keeps those other important nutrients up. The big problem is when we cut back calories in the effort to drop the weight, If we don't have them on this type of diet, they're getting less protein, they're getting less vitamins, less minerals, and we can create not only a hungry dog, but a pet that has a nutritional deficiency. So it is just so important. And I know a lot of people say, oh, we just cut back a little bit here and there and we get them to lose weight. 
it may work for some pets, but it really can create a problem for others. So I would say that would be my number one um, prescription for you is to see your veterinarian about a prescription weight loss diet. And there's a lot of good ones out there. Um, and we want to get a gradual weight loss of really only maybe 1% body weight per week. So in a dog, your baby's size, you know, that might be not even quite a pound, half a pound to a pound a week. So we want to make sure that's gradual and that we're not making a frustrated pet because that, that's just no fun. And, you know, dogs that eat things inappropriately, there's a whole behavior of that. But if we're trying to lose weight, then we can actually be driving that. Um, and then we also want to make sure you're giving the baby some other outlets to chew, um, increase the interactive nature. So, you know, lots of play time, lots of fetch time, a lot of those toys, the Kong stuffed toys, the busy buddy toys, those things that have a little food item that they're working for. It keeps their mind and their belly occupied. So I think that, that would give you some, some other directions that we can go for your dog to kind of keep them occupied and not feeling like we're in the uh, the Weight Watchers Club or the Ginny uh, Weight Club there and uh, and a happy baby. So good luck with that, Daniel, and, and hope he uh, drops that weight and uh, isn't so unhappy about things there. Well, I'll definitely try that. Thanks, Daniel. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hey folks, this is Jackson Galaxy. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please do everyone a favor, spay or neuter your animals today. Okay, yeah, so puppy pads are convenient, but sometimes they're really gross. That's why Ladybug, the Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog, uses the Brilliant Pad Self-Cleaning Puppy Pad. It seals away the waste and replaces the dirty pad for us. Brilliant Pad keeps the Animal Radio Studios smelling fresh. In fact, all we have to do is replace the roll once every few weeks. And let me tell you, that's pretty fast and easy to do. I love it, and Ladybug gives it five paws up. You can learn more about this amazing machine over at BrilliantPad.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Fear Free. Fear Free takes the pet out of petrified and puts the treat into treatment. To learn more and find a certified Fear Free veterinary professional near you, visit FearFreePets.com. I'm Lori Brooks. Finally, the veil of mystery around the origins and spread of ancient cats is beginning to lift a little. The first large-scale genetic study of domesticated cats has revealed a huge amount of information about how early feline companions boarded boats uh, that would take them around the world. They would hitch rides with all sorts of ancient cultures, including Vikings. It is believed that about 12,000 years ago, They started developing, cats did, started developing bonds with humans. The study finds that the first domesticated cats were in fact from wild cats that would run after rodents in fields of ancient farmers and then eventually those cats made their way into the homes of the farmers and became the family pets. Genetic analysis of the ancient feline's remains reveals that cats likely spread out in two different waves. Uh, remains from a 9,500-year-old grave in Cyprus suggest that that first wave likely happened with the earliest farmers being in the eastern Mediterranean. Scientists think that from their original breeding grounds, Egyptian cats were then taken on ships as mice hunters. And interestingly, uh, this study also found this kind of offbeat tidbit. They discovered that cats who have spots in their coloring that those spots did not happen before the Middle Ages. 
That's strange. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, bats are a pretty common theme around this time of year. And they are good for the environment, too, eating insects and pollinating plants. But bats are also a common carrier of rabies. And for the second year in a row, the number of rabid bats in Maryland has increased. State officials say so far this year, there have been more than 100 confirmed rabid bats found in the state. And about 900 Marylanders are treated every year after they are exposed to potentially rabid animals. That seems like a whole lot of people to me. But uh, rabies is usually found in raccoons, skunks, foxes, cats, those bats, and groundhogs, which is, of course, why it's important for pets and farm animals to all be vaccinated. And uh, with the crowds, the noise, the lines and everything, all those people, flying can be so stressful for people. So the Albuquerque, New Mexico airport, which they call the Sunport, has come up with a way to calm people down when traveling. More than a dozen therapy dogs have just been added to the thousands of passengers at the airport to help them get through the stress. The dogs are a huge hit, especially this guy. One dog's name is Turbo, and he loves people. He especially loves men with beards, and Turbo apparently (laughs) loves licking beards Uh too (laughs) so you can imagine that's pretty distracting for all the men that he will be licking their beards turbo is one of 15 certified therapy dogs and canine ambassadors now giving peace to stressed out travelers in albuquerque and thanks to the 70 people who volunteer their time to handle those dogs the program will now be expanding the number of therapy dogs very soon I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Hey, listen up. If you have a Yorkshire Terrier, a Shih Tzu, a Pug, or a Mini Schnauzer, do you know about Dr. Debbie's books? They are some awesome Kindle reads over at Amazon.com, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. And we have links from AnimalRadio.com, so check them out. Uh, which line do you want me to go to? I know we only have time for one more, Judy. Let's go to line two. Line two, and I believe that's Lynn. Hi, Lynn. Hello. How are you today? Good. You're on with Dr. Debbie. Well, hi. Hi there. I have an African who's now two years old. And a monkey dog. Of... Oh, wonderful. <laughs> he has a lot of issues, but I can deal with the uh, excitement urination. I can deal with the allergy problems. But one thing I'm really having issues with is his behavior of eating everything when you take him outside he's like a little warthog just clicking around and sniffing and i mean it's grass it's money it's gum rock sticks (laughs) he thinks the mulch garden is his own buffet (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) and is it only when he's out is it only when he's out for walks and such no if you drop something in the house if it's small enough to eat it's, it's in him and has he ever had any ill effects from getting into any of these things Fortunately, no, but that's the problem because if you can't, I mean, I, I crate trained him. So, okay, unless, the only time he actually gets out of his crate is like when we're, you know, family time when we're watching TV or when he can actually physically be with one of someone in the family because you can't trust him that he won't mm-hmm. go eat something. And I, I hate that. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. And I think there's a couple um, solutions that I'd have for you. One, as far as when you do have them out and you're doing like a formal walk, um, taking them outside, um, there's two options we can go with. Um, One, which I would probably lean more towards, is uh, the gentle lead style harness. Um, And that, if you're not familiar with that, it's kind of a um, a leash system that fits over the muzzle area. And it's the equivalent, basically, of a a bridle uh, for a horse. And it's the same way we control a 1,500-pound beast um, when we're much smaller, is that the animal doesn't like to have the head pulled abnormally. And it pulls on the nose, so it's not really horribly uncomfortable, but it's just a... unfavorable uh, feeling so that's one way to help keep that nose from going down to the ground um, and it takes a little time for dogs to learn those harnesses um, and to feel comfortable with that but I would say that would be one of the best solutions for those situations when you're going out um, and the, the other thing that you can use and I've had some folks when, and it's usually when they throw up their hands and they just can't stop um, they can't deal with the situation anymore is um, the basket muzzle for the mouth um, okay. And those are the, the big wire muzzles that basically they can breathe, they can pant, um, they can even drink water with those on. But it helps to put a barrier for those pets that we just can't trust their nose to the ground, that they're going to ingest anything and everything in their in their path. Um, so that's a maybe a lesser favored um, solution for that. I mean, I, I've seen those, and I've even thought before, like, I mean, he knows he's doing bad because you can say spit it out or, you know, uh, put it out, and he'll spit it out, but he may walk two steps and just bite it again. <laughs> yeah. Now, and all of this kind of has to be taken in conjunction with some behavioral steps, because if you are with him and he's starting to pick up something, the last thing I'm going to tell you to do is to yell at him and to tell him to drop it. Um, okay. I'm going to actually advise you to do more of a redirection of that activity. So the more that you say, hey, drop that, give me that, and you grab for something, the more fun that becomes in the doggy's game world. Um, So we want to actually redirect it to something else that's more fun, more interesting, and more overwhelming to him than whatever that little piece of paper or the uh, pine cone along the way. So what you need to do is you need to have squeaky toys, you need to have um, even treat items, and you need to have these kind of as your backup plan. So if you're walking along and, to say, you're in the house and he comes across a, a sock laying there, and if he comes across that and he wants to pick that up, you have in your pocket a squeaky toy. You squeak it, squeak it, and you go running in an opposite direction. What you've done is you've made this more fun and more of a game than whatever that little thing was, and he's going to forget about that sock thing, whatever that was on the floor. So you don't want to actually give him that negative reinforcement for going after certain items. And it's not always going to work that way, but um, you just want to try to prevent um, that kind of association with those items. And uh, it's hard because I've been there myself, my, my pups, when they were young. And, uh, you know, you see them chewing on things, and it, it just it just hurts. <laughs> but you try to redirect it in another way. And, um, you know, I think with repetition, you'll, you'll get to there. And uh, you know, in the meantime, when you got him out walking, use use the muzzling situation or the um, the gentle lead harness. I think that'll help you quite a bit. I'll certainly give it a try because what I'm doing today is not working, and I appreciate it. <laughs> okay, my pleasure. Thanks for the call. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people. 
A Sacramento couple said they were shocked and confused when their dog received a bill from Verizon online. Steve Finelli and Sean Donovan said their lasso opso named Andy Finelli received a notice in the mail from a collections agency about a bill totaling $142.34. Verizon said the bill was meant for a man named Andy Finelli who lives on the other side of the country. AFNI Collections Agency said the confusion may have resulted from the fact that Andy Finelli, the dog, has his own American Express card, which Donovan obtained when it was offered to family members. Donovan said she often takes her girlfriends out to lunch on Andy, the dog. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Alan Cable with today's amazingly sweet love story watch. <laughs> it goes. Owen's getting a little kiss from his dog. He's seven years old. This is a story of how one little boy and a dog changed each other's lives. Owen has an illness that causes his muscles to constantly be tense, so it's very difficult for him to move around and do simple things. It's made him very shy and withdrawn. Well, some folks were searching for someone to adopt a dog named Hachi. He's a big Italian shepherd that only has three legs. Hachi got hit by a train and then came to us. Owen says it was a magical meeting. First day I met him, put his head on my lap, and that's what happened. Owen's family says he's a different kid with Hachi there. Much more outgoing. I'm really happy. Everything changed my life. This is Animal Radio. This is a time-sensitive message from the Back Pain Relief Hotline. Millions of people across the nation are suffering from back pain. Are you? Are you on Medicare? Is it hard to walk, to bend over, or even do simple things? Well, we have great news. If you're on Medicare, you could qualify to receive a pain-relieving back brace. We'll handle all the Medicare paperwork if you qualify and ship your new back brace right to your door. Make sure you have your Medicare card ready and please call Call us right now and get all the details. It only takes a few minutes. Imagine doing everything you used to do before your back pain. With your Medicare card ready, call the Back Pain Relief Hotline today. Call now. 800-254-3218. 800-254-3218. That's 800-254-3218. Paid for by the Health Alert Hotline. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio celebrating the connection with our pets. My cats are my family. They're my children. And yeah, I've had that conversation with my cats about catnip. And if you have cats, you should have that conversation, too, with it. This book just came across my desk. It's How to Talk to Your Cat About Gun Safety and Abstinence, Drugs, Satanism, and Other Dangers That Threaten Their Nine Lives. And I figured, why not get the author on? Hey, Zachary, how are you doing? Zachary Auburn joining us. I am, I am well, thank you. So now tell us about the book uh, and, and what inspired you to write it. What inspired me to write it was, I mean, I look, I look at the state of America I look at the state of our cats, and I see a nation and cats in crisis. You do? Um, yes. I've been yeah. saying that for years, and I'm glad there's somebody that We knew that this day was coming. Yeah. You know, modern cats, I think they're facing a real spiritual and cultural crisis, and they need our help, and they need our guidance. Um, you know, I wrote this book 
So it could be the light that leads our cats out of these dark, dark times. I know cats can see in the dark, but still. What What is the most uh, troubled uh, you've seen a cat? Um, we, we get a lot of letters from pet owners looking for advice. Um, there was one uh, about a cat named Professor Fluffyface who had fallen on hard times. Um, he had become yeah. addicted to catnip. Um, I, I heard really about had, that. Yeah, had gotten to some really dark places, um, you know, letting strange men pet him for money, uh, <laughs> uh, earn money for catnip. It was, Sorry. <laughs> it was a sad situation. It is. It's it's not laughable, Doctor Debbie, and you of all people should should know this. Hold I know, but I'm I'm wondering what is the biggest what, what is the biggest catastrophe that you see coming? I think probably the rise of you know like just the godless culture um, in America. It undermines you know the the faith of our cats, and it makes it so much easier that they would you know succumb to premarital sex, to Satanism, to drug use, um, to poor, you know, gun safety habits. Um, <laughs> really the foundation of my book is, is teaching your cats to be, you know, responsible, hardworking pets uh, to help make America great. D- Dr. Debbie, I don't think you're taking this very seriously. If, if I'm, you, I'm just, I, I just, I'm trying, I'm trying to grasp the whole concept of how cats have gun concerns because they don't have little opposable thumbs. That's so. the thing, Dr. Debbie. That's the thing is they don't have the control of the opposable thumbs. You put a gun in their hand and it is dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. Now, if you don't believe, I would say go do a Google search for a man named Joseph Stanton, um, who was recently shot by his cat. <laughs> Um, what are you guys, ladies? This is not funny. Real, we talked about that on show. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'd have to say that you know maybe this all goes back down to the root family. You know, anytime we talk about like you know inner city crime or you know young mothers, uh, you know out of wedlock, you know is it the way you're raising them? So we really do we need to turn this back on the pet owner, on the cat owner, and saying, have you raised your cat right? I do think that's very important. You know, so many cat owners I talk to, you know, they don't bring their cats to church. They don't pray with their cats. And how can you expect to raise, you know, a, a cat who's a hardworking, productive member of society, who has good morals, who has good, strong ethics, if they're not exposed to the teachings of Christ? So I, I should go ahead and just leave my Bible open just so my cat can just randomly look at the pages when it wants yes. to? Yeah, I mean, what we, what we recommend, the best thing you can do for your cats, get a bunch of Bibles, spread them out on the table or on the floor. Cats love laying on books, on paper, and that way they can absorb the you know, wisdom of, of Jesus just by laying on the books. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That didn't work for me in college so much. I tried that where I'd fall asleep with my head on the textbook, but I woke up and I still didn't know anything more than I fell asleep. You know what? Are there any signs we should be looking for in our cats to know that something's going awry and we need this book here? There, you know, it really depends on what you are worried about the issue. If you're worried that um, your cat is turning to Satanism. You might want to like check the litter box to make sure they're not scratching satanic runes into their litter box. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. To make sure they haven't dyed themselves black to be you know be more goth. Yeah. Um, you know, with drugs, it can just be erratic behavior. You know, if you find you know needles stashed behind their cat tower, stuff like that. You know, it's really you know there's it's, <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of dangers for our cats so you really you know you can't just issue a blanket statement of you know 
look out for this. I just just want to know if my cats, because what are the odds? I have so many cats, and one of them. How many is, cats do you have? Uh, last count, around a dozen. God bless you. That is yeah. that is wonderful. And I don't. I would assume that one of them has turned to the dark side. I mean, statistically. Is catnip even really an option at all at this point? I mean, should they? Is, should we allow is that it? like a gateway drug? It is one hundred percent a gateway drug. You know, by giving your cats catnip, you're basically saying it's okay to do crack, to do heroin, um, <laughs> you know, anything. Okay, well, I'm going to give a, I'm going to give out a couple of copies of your book here. I encourage you if you don't get through, you definitely want to go to Amazon. Uh, to your local bookstore and order this book up. Is uh, is Grumpy Cat, would you say he got mixed up into drugs? Why is he grumpy all the time? Is it, is it something on the dark side, right? Um, I think, you know, it could just be that he's, you know, unhappy about the direction of America. You know, I don't, don't begrudge him his expression. You know, there's many days when I wake up and I read the newspaper and I'm grumpy too, so... Okay, the book is called How to Talk to Your Cat About Gun Safety, Abstinence, Drugs, Satanism, and Other Dangers That Threaten Their Nine Lives. The author, Zachary Auburn. Pick it up right now. Thank you, Zachary, for hanging today, and please keep us posted to all of your uh, brand new books. Will do. Thank you. Okay, it's time for us to get on out of here. I hope you do have that conversation with your cat. And do it today before you forget. Remember, if you need your fix during the week, head on over to animalradio.pet or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.